0: Visit tripsurfervacations.com and let them know that Radiotechers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. Uh, we are here today with yet another episode of Radio Techers. And on this episode, myself and Mags actually discuss the second part of the Premier League's opening matches. Uh, on deck today, we've got Tottenham versus Everton, West Brom versus Leicester, Sheffield United versus Wolves, and Chelsea versus Brighton. We talk about how dynamic Chelsea and uh, Everton looked, as well as what possibly Spurs could do uh, to make some improvements under Jose Mourinho including perhaps picking Gareth Bale back up. Along with that, we have some further shout-outs from some of our listeners on Twitter, uh, so make sure to check those out as well. Um, It's always a good time to talk to Mags, and I'm glad that we could get a chance to record midweek, and I want to thank him uh, for burning the midnight oil this week and to stay up late uh, to make this recording. Uh, Don't forget, you can also check out Radio Techers on YouTube now where you can see Mags and myself in the flesh. Make sure to subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish on YouTube, and uh, hit the bell for notifications and a like on any Radio Techers episode that you see. There's a lot of great shows here on this network, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy the kind of content that is being produced, especially if you're a fan of multiple sports, whether it's NFL, NBA, uh, college football or, um, pro wrestling even (laughs) along with, uh, of course, radio techers. So, um, yeah, make sure to check out all the content. There's a lot of great stuff out there guys. Um, so once again, thank you to whoever you are, wherever you are for tuning into this episode. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at radio techers, R A D I O T E K K E R S. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. With that being said, let's get on with today's show. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and has always with me here, my good friend, Sir Mags. Mags, how's it going?
1: It's going really, really well. Um, very early, very early for me. Well, early slash late, since it's half past one, but mm. um, yeah, just excited to start. Talk some more football with you. It feels like it's been forever since we, we spoke, even though it was on this weekend.
0: <laughs> this is true. A lot has happened since then. Uh, and uh, as promised, ladies and gentlemen, if you can see, I got rid of that windscreen. I just have this nice little, this nice little <laughs> foam thing right here. This is pretty cool. I just need to get that new webcam. and I promise it will happen. Uh, that being said, let's get down to what Mags calls the nitty gritty. Am I right, Mags?
1: It's definitely knitter and, well, a little bit gritty.
0: A little bit gritty. <laughs> Slightly, <yes>. gritty. <laughs> Slightly gritty. Slightly um, uh, gritty. We didn't have, perhaps, one of, those big, um, one of those big explosive games like we had with Liverpool versus Leeds recently. Um, but uh, we did have some good football here in the English Premier League mags. Um, what did you make of the games, the most recent round of, uh, of games that we're talking about here today?
1: yeah I, I i think when you when you start off with a bang like we did with uh liverpool and leeds uh it's going to be hard to top that but there were some really interesting results some uh some teams uh surprised uh surprised men and something uh for for good and for bad mm. uh, i mean we'll, we'll get on to on to the matches uh very shortly but yeah it was uh, an interesting first first week in uh in the premier league and yeah it's going to be Exciting to see where where this leads. If if some of these teams can keep up the form that they've they've had, if uh, if we're seeing like the the kind of tailspin of of other teams, Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time.
0: I absolutely agree, man. Um, And uh, as far as interesting times are concerned, uh, one of the probably most interesting matches with a lot of different ramifications, I think, uh, actually came from uh, Sunday uh, between Tottenham and Everton, uh, two teams that are traditionally... uh, put on a pretty good game, and you've actually got two managers in Carlo Ancelotti and Jose Mourinho, who are both, both very tactically astute men. Um, so this made for an interesting game, Mags.
1: It certainly did, and especially when uh, uh, Tottenham were kind of riding the the wave of of uh, public support with the with the recent uh, Netflix documentary, mm-hmm. um, it it had all the elements to to be. Uh, a really good game. Like you said, uh, Everton made some r- astute signings. I think they've had one of the better uh, windows uh, up to press and, and they kind of need it after the the finish that they had last season. I think they finished 12th, uh, which is the worst finish in about in like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then Tottenham have obviously dropped off uh, since they were... Th- they were close to winning the title for a couple of seasons, uh, but they also made a couple of signings of their own, not to uh, not to the standard of uh, the likes of Rodriguez and Allen, uh, but uh, Matt Dutt is certainly a very serviceable defender, and um, uh, Heusberg is is a very at midfielder. But yeah, mm. this this match was kind of a letdown. Um, mm. It was. I've, and I feel bad saying that because I, I always enjoy watching Tottenham, uh, but they just didn't seem like there were any passion from the Tottenham players, that it weren't any effort. Uh, and Jose said after the the match that he felt that the players were laser. And I, I kind of have to agree with him. Um, mm. I, f- I felt bad for, for Doherty because he, he was... Was Tottenham's probably their shining light. He really tried to to make things happen, but he's coming from a a, a Wolves team where he was he was an out and out wing back, uh, mm-hmm. playing uh, playing alongside a a back three. So he was able to charge up and down the field with with not as much uh, defensive capability, um, where he, he was put in a flat back four, and it's a and it's a a role that's kind of a. He's not used to so when he was uh, barreling forward to, to help the, the the attack he was there was left vulnerable at the at the back because there was there wasn't the three man support that that he's used to um, mm-hmm. yes and again like i said tottenham just felt like they they had no effort they really didn't it was it was a very very flat performance from tottenham uh, on the opposite side of the coin everton was outstanding absolutely outstanding all the way across across the team the the back line was solid uh they they really kind of kept tottenham at bay the the three midfielders that they brought in in um allen decor and rodriguez ruled the game absolutely yep. ruled the game um and the one thing that the everton have kind of been lacking over the last decade or so is a a, a tall Strapping forward, who, who can get his head on the ball? Um, now they've, they've historically had those kind of players with the likes of Duncan Ferguson, uh-huh. uh, and I think with the service that that Rodriguez uh, is going to be able to give uh, Calvert Lewin, I think they're going to have a player in that kind of ilk again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his goal was obviously the the one goal that separated the teams, but I don't think that was a fair representation. I think Everton deserved to to win this. Clearly, clearly and uh one 0 makes it look like it was a, uh, it was more uh even of a match than it actually was. Uh Alan, mm. what an absolute sensation. What an absolute sensation that guy is. He dominated that midfield. He 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 wasn't um exactly he's not the fastest player, he's not the um he's not someone who you're gonna see barreling from uh, box to box. But he's got such a great brain. He was—you could see him dictating to players where they should be, and the way he controlled that—that that, uh, the, the the positioning of the team was just outstanding. And then you throw in the kind of creativity and the spark that Rodriguez uh, brings, and wow, it was just brilliant. They just played really, really well, and I think Everton are going to be an exciting team to watch this season. And I fully expect them to do a lot better than twelve
0: yes of course that uh, you've, you've hit me with a lot of a lot of different talking uh, points here um, <laughs> as you as you drink from your size matters mug um, cheeky Um, <laughs> um tactically speaking this is actually very very interesting I love what both managers actually put out on the table here because um the way that Jose Mourinho lined up is actually very much a throwback to maybe his Inter Milan and uh mm-hmm. Real Madrid sides here with the 2 men midfield in the in the four two three one lineup uh spearheaded by Harry Kane I think you're absolutely right about Doherty in that um He's used to bombing on a lot, and I think that you're asking a lot from Hoysberg, uh, who's a brand new signing. He's still learning the um, he's still learning the system. He's a very good player for what Jose uh, Jose Mourinho needs, um, but if he's covering, you know, if, if he's covering for fullbacks all the time, then it really kind of negates what he's there to do. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, this is a very much a throwback to what Jose Mourinho did for again Inter Milan and Real Madrid. Both um, it, d- does this d- does this tactically suit Tottenham or because or, I mean I think this is very different from what I guess Tottenham and Spurs fans just in general have um, known from I guess the Pochettino era. I,
1: um I think that Mourinho could make it work i just think it was it's a very uh, unbalanced uh, formation for tottenham they they've got um, a plethora of, of attacking midfielders and uh, really uh, a really good going forward just the, the the defensive capabilities just really let them down and this when you are leaving uh, such huge gaps in the midfield you're gonna have players like Allen who can dictate a game, or you're gonna have players like uh, um, DeCor who who can really bully people with uh, with with his strength, or you're gonna have players like Rodriguez who can be so tricky that um, you just can't even keep up with him. They're going to dominate in midfield, and and. They've got Everton just had the engine room to to outclass Spurs. I don't Mm. think it helped that Spurs were so flat-footed that they were so uh, passionless that Mm. there wasn't a lot of effort. Uh, And you you can see that uh, an excited and a a passionate um, Spurs team would be able to do a lot of damage. I mean, for instance, look at the the. The ingenious flick that uh, Kane did to to set Doherty up for for I think what was Spurs' only shot on target uh, in, mm. in the in the first half that that was brilliant play. It's just it wasn't enough of it, and Everton were able to kind of ride that and and go on to dominate.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does seem as though um, Everton did make. Spurs very, very uncomfortable in parts. And, and let's actually talk about that tactical side of the game because I, I really, really uh, enjoyed what Everton were doing because uh, Ancelotti is a mastermind, uh, obviously famous for, for his teams in AC Milan, um, at Real Madrid, m- maybe to a lesser extent uh, Bayern Munich, which we don't talk about those days. <laughs> um, but um, it looks as though what he was kind of doing here with this Everton team is... Almost reminiscent of of more or less what you see with with what he did with AC Milan, which is very much inspired by uh, by Arigo Saki rather um, uh, from like that he would have this three man midfield in which you would have a playmaker who can float in centrally at the number ten spot uh, or drift out wide. Uh, more of a winger role, and that's exactly what it looks like he did with uh, James Rodriguez, um, who would just float uh, from the middle out to the wing wherever he was needed, and he was just covering all the creativity. Um, and then um, you you would also have, obviously, uh, Calvert-Lewin, who did a fantastic job and, and, and obviously making the header for the 1-0 goal, um, but, uh, but also uh, Richarlison, who is also out um, on uh, Calvert-Lewin's uh, left, um, mm-hmm. he was causing persistent problems all up and down the wing all day. <laughs>
1: he, he frustrated me to to watch him. Uh, there were two there were the two Sunday games: uh, this one and the the West Brom and Leicester one. Each mm. match had one player who, who absolutely frustrated the life out of me. And in this one, it was Richarlison. His finishing is woeful. He had <laughs> yes. so many. So many good attempts and so many good positions he got into, and just not being able to hit in, uh, hit the back of the net. And Black mm-hmm. like said Everton deserved to to maybe win this a lot more clear than one nil. And it a lot of it is down to the fact that Richarlison should have finished the, finished the game off. But uh, going to the going on to the tactics, I think. The difference between Ancelotti, the way Ancelotti uh, played and the way that Mourinho played is that Ancelotti looks at his players and and gets a formation that that gets the best out of them, whereas uh, Mourinho seemed to have, have picked the formation and then just put the players in, uh, kind of fitting um, square pegs into round holes almost. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, with, with Docker. It's a great signing, and he's a he's a massive improvement over the likes of uh, Aurier, but not playing him as a as an out and out right back. The guy is is renowned as a wing back, and if you're not going to pay, uh, play him in the position that that he's is is best at, he's going to struggle. He's he's not gonna he's going to have to take time to to kind of learn that role, and I, I think that's that's on Mourinho kind of not um, not being flexible enough in in the way he picks his formation.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, There might be some good news coming Jose Mourinho's way Mm. here soon. Uh, It's been widely reported and rumored uh, with uh, some serious pickup in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours that uh, former Tottenham star uh, and uh, current Real Madrid Bench warmer. Gareth Bale uh, is <laughs> if actually. If only
1: we were a bench warmer, he can't even get on the bench.
0: <laughs> he, he's really more or less on the green uh, as, as far as golfing <laughs> is concerned. Um, yeah, he is rumored to. Uh, he's been long uh, frustrated, uh, I guess, with his uh, current position in Zinedine Zidane's Real Madrid side. And uh, it's looking as though it is becoming very apparent that he wants to leave. He's wanted to leave for a long, long time. And uh, Sky Sports is reporting currently, as of uh, as of today, that uh, Real Madrid's Gareth Bale awaits approval to fly to London and sign for Spurs. Uh, you, you can't get more close to official than Sky Sports, it seems nowadays, Mags.
1: Yep, and he would... He would fit back into that Spurs squad like a glove, I think. Um, mm. He's he's not had the best of times in in Madrid. He's had some fantastic highs, but mm-hmm. he's had a lot of injuries. Uh, a lot of times when he's been out of favour, and yeah, I think bringing him back to the Premiership. I, I know there's talks with uh, Man United being involved as well, uh, but yeah, over the last day or so, the the Spurs news has, has kind of that uh, uh, really taken over. And then another player who Spurs have also. Uh, been put into the favourites uh, position for is someone who we've mentioned a couple of times now on this sh- on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regulon, uh also Reguon. from Real Madrid. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he he was linked heavily with Chelsea. There was rumours that he, he would pretty much signed on the dotted line. Then he was linked heavily with Man United again. Rumours that he was it was very very close to a deal because Zidane wanted to be in Man United's good books to be able to potentially get uh, Pogba. Mm. But yeah, it's looking like uh, Reggiani's going to Spurs as well. So I think that those two signings will add a lot to Spurs. Maybe kind of give them the boost that they need to to maybe put the effort in and 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 kind of get get match fit. Which it it felt like a lot of the players weren't match fit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's a long, long season to go. Uh they've not had a huge amount of break uh in, in the poor season. So maybe they were um coming back and they and they weren't uh quite ready. But if you bring in Gareth Bale and, and Sergio Regulon, that's that's an instant boost to the club. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, if those signings do come off.
0: I would be very very interested to see uh, what Tottenham would line up like with both players. Uh, I'll throw one last thing here at you, Mags, and then we'll we'll move on to bigger and brighter things. Um, uh, per this uh, Sky Sports uh, article here, uh, asked if Gareth uh, asked if Bell was a player uh, he admired, Mourinho said, "quote I tried to sign him for Real Madrid, which was not possible to do during my time there. But the president followed my instinct and my knowledge, and the and the season I left, he." brought Gareth to the club. There's no secret on my admiration of the player. I think even Gareth knows that. If you are Jose Mourinho, Mags, and I've, I've brought this uh, this is up to you quite a few different times here, uh, playing these hypotheticals. If you were Mr. Manager, Mags, uh, Mags Manager, perhaps, um, who who would you, where would you rather, how would you fit in <laughs> Gareth Bale into your Tottenham side?
1: Ooh, I mean, he, he was brilliant at Tottenham when he was uh, barreling down like a, a fullback. Uh, that's where he really kind of met his name uh, as, as an attacking fullback who, who knows where the goal is and knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, he kind of transitioned to more of a, an out and out winger at, at Real Madrid, but I think he's always got that kind of skill where you could put him anywhere along the kind of front line and, and he's going to do well for you. Um, obviously if you've got someone the likes of Kane they're going to be your your number one out and out striker is Kane's pretty much one of the best target men in the premier league uh, so you would i think you would play maybe um, bale as almost like um like a a, a false nine, where he was, is able to kind of drift wherever he, he wants to go, kind of like how Rodriguez played against uh, for Everton, mm-hmm. where he was given a lot of free rein, um, and and he, he can get out on the wings, whip it in, or he can he can attack with his uh, blistering pace and, and and score. So I don't think it's I don't think I'd, I'd pigeonhole Bale. I'd just let him kind of mm. dictate the, the the attacking flair of Tottenham if he sounds
0: yeah i mean i i think that that's exactly what i would do uh, is uh, either I, I don't know if putting him back at fullback maybe maybe too taxing for him um mm-hmm. i think that is a good move though because he when he's on his game nobody can stop him when he's running down the wing um so that would be an, an interesting tactical move there um uh, but also uh, I would say I would say the wings would be a pretty good place to put him here. I, I think that he looked a bit more sharp than, uh, than perhaps Lucas did. Um, I, I think that he, he would be an upgrade uh, to Lucas on that, that wing spot there. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I mean he'd be combining with uh, the likes of Deli Ali, Harry Kane and uh, uh, Sun, you know I think that's a pretty devastating uh, attacking force there. Um, yeah. We'll move on because uh, there's there's more games to talk about, mags. There's a lot of football to cover. Um, uh, we've got. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's talk about let's talk about Leicester and West Brom mags. Uh, this was kind of a blowout.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: For how um
1: how dominant Leicester look in the score, uh, pulling a a three nil away victory. I. I wasn't impressed with Leicester at all, uh, and even less so impressed with 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 West Brom. Um, yeah, Leicester just dis- they missed, um someone to dictate. They really did. I think uh, having uh, James Madison uh, not starting, obviously, he's he's uh, coming back from that uh, that hip injury, which mm-hmm. uh, made him miss a lot of the uh, the end of the season. Uh, I think they they missed his kind of uh, his. Is uh, controlling flair in midfield. Uh, I don't think Jamie Vardy had a particularly good game, even though he picked up two goals, uh, both from the penalty spot. I think this result flatters Leicester. Uh, West Brom were toothless in attack uh, to say that they've spent uh, the best part of £30 million, uh Getting the the three attackers who did so well in in that promotion season, uh, Pereira, uh, Diangana, and uh, Callum Robinson, mm-hmm. they they didn't seem to have a lot to uh, to offer against uh, Leicester. I think they only ended up with one shot on target between the three of them, which is uh, it's just not good enough at this level, especially when, like I said, Leicester didn't have a particularly good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. Uh, Timothy Castagna, with his uh, with his debut goal, uh, I thought he he impressed because it's he had some hard heavy shoes to fill, uh, mm. taking on Ben Chilwell's spot. Uh, I think the way he linked with uh, with Pratt uh, going across uh, the opposite sides of each wing w- was was really good. Uh, and, and like I said in in the Everton and Tottenham game, there was a player who really frustrated me, and in this one it was Harvey Barnes.
0: Mm. Uh, and
1: for a lot of the same reasons that uh, that Richarlison frustrated me, uh, when when the Leicester kind of lacked that that uh, control of uh, Madison, Barnes got a lot of uh, a lot of chances and he, he made a lot of uh, chances and it was exciting to watch. But when it came to that killer finish, he was woeful. It was absolutely mm. Uh I think um, BBC. Sports said that he, he has a conversion rate of, of 6% on, the, on his shots, which if you're going to be an attacking uh, midfielder, that is literally not good enough. Um, mm. He's got the potential to be a world beater, absolute world beater, but he needs to to really concentrate on on, on finishing that, that killer instinct. And he just didn't have it. Uh, but overall, Leicester definitely deserved the win. Uh, mm. Like I said, uh West Brom were very toothless and it's going to be a long hard season. If they can't get those three attacking forwards to, to, to start getting some cohesion and, and getting the, the ball in the back of the net, it's going to be a struggle for them.
0: Well, yeah. And I, and I'm glad that you brought up about, about Harvey Barnes because uh, he was a very, very uh, good breakout star uh, for Leicester last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot's been made of him. He's been rumored to go uh, for transfer for a lot of big clubs, and uh, not to say that Leicester isn't a big club. Uh, they they are doing quite well, it seems. Um, but uh, but yeah, Barnes provided a lot of excitement towards the back end of last season, and it, uh, it it's it's very. Um, he flattered to deceive I think uh in this first game out I'd like to see more of him uh as far as improvements are concerned I would definitely like to see him uh I guess maybe watch old tape of himself <laughs> you know as it seems like he was he was kind of lost out there um, yeah
1: or, or even spend uh an hour or two after training to to just practice uh finishing because that's that's the, when when you when he's had the ball and when he was uh, when he was like ripping the defense apart, it was glorious to watch. It was really yep. exciting. It's just when it got to the the final stages, he would have a he'd shin the ball or his shots would go that wide that they were going off for throw-ins. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was just if he had that killer instinct, he it would be uh, it'd be one of the first names you put on the England team sheet.
0: Oh yeah, I mean he. I still think that he should be, and he will be at some point. But at the yeah. same time, it's just this was not what you wanted um, here. I, I will say that to West Bromwich's credit, they did make things particularly West, difficult. West
1: Bromwich, I love, I love <laughs> you, Tana. You are amazing.
0: <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I'm kind of hungry, uh, so I'm thinking of <laughs> sandwiches. Um, it's been a long work day. No, uh, West Brom, um, basically, uh, they uh, they did absorb a lot of kind of what Lester was throwing at them, despite the score. Um, and I think that that made some things a little bit more difficult uh, for, for Lester going forward because they're not that team. Lester, Lester doesn't know what to do with possession and they had about sixty five percent of the possession uh compared to thirty five percent of West Brom's possession. They had almost double the passes, um six hundred and four to West Brom's three hundred and thirty six. And they were certainly more pass uh they were certainly more accurate with their passes. Um yeah, I mean this game uh like I said it's it, it wasn't uh, wasn't one to remember if you're a West Brom fan.
1: Nope. Or if you were a Leicester fan. Or if you're a Leicester fan. <laughs> But three points to three points, and um, I think Vardy has now scored in all the the five games that he's played against West Brom away, which is, uh, is equal to another Rude van Nistelrooy record. Uh, so the guy is an absolute animal.
0: Yeah, he's a monster. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to another game that i found to be uh, at least on paper a tactically interesting game uh, and then it kicked off uh, Sheffield United versus wolves I-, I love me some wolves mags look it- 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 I- I- they're such a fun team to watch and and you really find yourself rooting for them but I, I also feel that way about Sheffield United um, everything was pretty interesting between these two teams um, and then the ball kicked off. Right. <laughs> well, that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was very smash and grab by Wolves right from the start. They st- scored two goals in the opening six minutes, and that was all she wrote uh, as far as the scoreline is concerned. Um, but no, seriously, I, I found that um, Sheffield uh, really put up a big fight. Um and uh, and they were they were just as offensive as Wolves were. It seems nine shots on target to Wolves is eleven or I'm sorry nine shots to Wolves eleven. Two shots were on target from from Sheffield United uh, compared to uh, Wolves is four. Um, Mags, uh, maybe I don't think this is a disappointing start necessarily for if you're a Sheffield United fan. I think they actually look pretty good out there against a very um very intense Wolves side.
1: Yep, I think uh there was a there was a lot of positives. Uh Fleck mm. um played really well. I think uh Lundstrom uh did did okay. Uh I think Ramsdale <laughs> in, in the net uh struggled uh to say he's an, an eighteen million pound keeper. It's yeah, he didn't have the best of games. I think his positioning, uh, was, was off sometimes. Uh, but yeah, watching Wolves is it's it's a pleasure, it, it really, really is. They've with uh, with the Portuguese uh, players that they've got in that kind of almost been took over by uh, Jorge Mendes, uh, the 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 super agent. Um, yeah, they were they <laughs> were. They were glorious to watch in the first ten minutes. I think they they put the ball in the net three times, maybe in in, in the first like six or seven minutes. The the opening goal from Jimenez was was a great finish, mm. uh, a, a a a cross that kind of ripped the defense apart. Uh, it and it, it jumped up really really high on on uh, Jimenez, so he he did well to be able to keep that. Uh, to keep that under control and uh, remain his header from the corner. Again, bad positioning from Ramsdale, I thought. Uh, he left way too much space between him and the, his defender on the line. Um, but yeah, the... Wolves, when they attacked, they looked like they were going to score. I think they hit the, the post a couple of times. Um, Ramsdale made a couple of good saves from from Romain says again. Uh, Jimenez looked exciting to watch, as he always does. I'm surprised that they've been able to keep hold of him this season. I thought someone else would have uh, would have picked him up. But, yeah, it's a, a good opening win for, for Wolves. And uh, there's... It's basically back to the drawing board for for Sheffield United. They didn't they didn't have a bad game. They just were were beaten by a bad team.
0: Yep, I think that's that's uh, the perfect way of stating it because they they really didn't have a bad game, but they were hit early and they were hit hard very early on, and they just didn't. They they couldn't find a cohesive way of I guess uh, establishing anything after that. It was kind of like they were hit and it was they were in shock the rest of the game trying to find a way to come back from that. Um, I still very much like both teams. I, I think yeah. that um, I think that they're going to be a quite interesting watch, if you, especially if you're a neutral fan. I would definitely pay attention to both of these teams. Um, Mags, last week we spoke about Leeds being disruptors here in the league uh and i think last year wolves and sheffield united definitely caused a lot of problems for a lot of teams out there uh, do you expect more of the same for for both these teams this year
1: i think if uh if anyone's going to struggle out of the two i think it will be sheffield um because Wolves have got a a lot of players who are so pacey that they're always going to cause problems. Like uh I think uh Adama Traore is one of the fastest people in the Premier League and and when that guy goes uh on a dribble, he's hard to stop because he's like a tank running at you. And then with the likes of uh of, of Jimenez, he's absolutely just he's he's just on fire. Mm. Uh, um but I think that the, the Wolves will do really, really well. They, they just, they just seem to have that kind of, uh, that kind of buzz, that kind of edge, uh, especially with all the, the the Portuguese players that they've brought in. Um, but I think Sheffield may get undone. You get a lot of teams who, in the second season of uh, of being in the top flat, they kind of get people learn the lessons from the first season. And if you don't make improvements and you don't uh, kind of change the way that you you play, you get found out in the second season. We've we've seen that with quite a lot of teams. Uh, we saw that when uh, with uh, Leicester when they won the league, and then the next season. They were almost in the bottom half of the table because people kind of worked out how they they did so well and, and kind of counteracted that. And I think Sheffield are, are more vulnerable to that kind of uh, counteractive uh, uh, play from other teams than, than Wolves will be.
0: I agree. Uh, I think that uh, that Wolves is still very much a scary proposition. They caused some big problems. Um, I, I like that they've kind of kept this team together uh, for for a while now, um, and and they do look really really good uh, going forward. Um, Triore, like you said, he's uh, I, th- I think to, to to quote Jurgen Klopp, he he's almost unplayable. Right. Like, he, <laughs> he, like, when he's on his pace, he's a bull in a china shop. He's not going anywhere. He's just up front in your face trying to score goals all day long. Um, which for, for a man of his size, he's, he's very big. He's very bulky. Um, uh, it's, it, he, but he's startlingly quick. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's move on here to, uh, a team that I know that you would like to talk about, Mags. Uh, let, let's, <laughs> let, let's talk about uh, Chelsea versus Brighton. Um, uh, basically, the um, story here uh, truly is, from my perspective, uh, Chelsea is lining up here with uh, some almost a brand new team, it seems. Yep. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: All right. I was... Uh, I was... The one player who I thought they would have replaced this season, Kepper, uh, managed to keep his place. Uh, but hmm. to to say that that Chelsea kind of walked this game and and were 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 really kind of dominant without half of the signings that they've made this season, that's that's a worry for every other team in the Premier League. Um, when when you've not even got your, your first team out and you're, and you're able to dominate like the way that Chelsea kind of dominated this game. Yeah, I would be worried, and I think Chelsea are going to turn a lot of heads.
0: I think that they will. I think that they will turn a lot of heads. They're going to be a very tough team to play against. Uh, but I think that uh, Brighton definitely made things difficult for them, especially when they were shooting at distance. And I think that that's going to be Chelsea's real big worry is that they didn't replace their goalkeeper, or at least they haven't yeah. yet, um, I mean, because
1: Kepa's not the tallest keeper in the world, and mm. he's also not the most confident when it comes to long range shots. So if th- he is now their weak point, uh, and he, and that's amazing to say, to considering he's the most expensive keeper in the world.
0: Mm. Indeed. Um, with that being said. Timo Werner and Kai Havertz had their debuts. <laughs> um, what did you make of their debuts, Max?
1: I thought that that Havertz was quite quiet, um, mm-hmm. and we and we spoke about this in the in the the transfers episode that um, that it could potentially take a little bit of time to kind of. Gelling when you when your 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 front line is so brand new and everybody has never worked together, it, it can sometimes take a lot of time to 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 get that that sixth sense. Uh, in terms of uh, Werner, he was exciting to watch uh, from the very beginning. His pace and his his strength made made a lot of problems for for Brown to the point where. It was his his mazy run that got the the penalty. I'm surprised he, he didn't actually take it. I'm surprised that they, they let Jorginho uh, take it because it would have capped a, a very good debut for, for Timo in the premiership to, to get a goal.
0: Oh, man, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Timo Werner, I thought that he played very, very well. Obviously, he, he had a, a pretty good hand in helping Jorginho score the, the penalty that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Jorginho is captain, actually. By the way, very interesting pick there. Um, I like what Frank Lampard is doing so far tactically. He's giving this Chelsea team a lot of different looks, and I think that he's, he's very much trying to figure out where all of these new pieces fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, are, were you surprised at all by Kai Havers being a little bit quiet today? Or uh, um, the other day?
1: No, no, not not particularly. Like I said, it, it sometimes does take time to to, to bed in. Mm. Um, I think this is a uh, kind of Lampard's season. I mean, when. Uh, when he took over at Tottenham, uh, at Chelsea, he obviously mm. had the, the the transfer ban. He was he was basically working with someone else's team. Uh didn't have the the opportunity to bring in his own players, and this is kind of a make or break for him now. He he's got the players that he wanted to to bring in, spent a hell of a lot of money. Um and once he has that that full uh, lineup of, of people he's brought in, like Silver and Chilwell, um and then the, the front line is absolutely scary. Um, I think they're going to do some damage. It's it's just sometimes it, it does take a few matches for for a player to get that confidence in in playing with a whole new team. I mean, this is this is uh, a very very young player coming to a new league uh, mm. with with. 25 players he's never, ever played with. Uh, so it can sometimes be a little bit, um, a, a, a lot to deal with. Uh, I think he'll bet him very well. I think he's, he's going to be an outstanding player over the over the course of the season. It's just maybe he was expected a little bit too much uh, in, in this match to, to for him to make a huge impact.
0: I think so. And I, I think that he, for what he did, he was, he was fine right i, th- I think th- i think that uh, the um while he wasn't like um he didn't score his first goal i mean he didn't i mean th- th- these are these are expectations that are fine right um as you said he's a young kid he's playing in a new league there's a lot of expectations for him um but i think he will come good uh, my question to you mags is will he come good in time enough to play against liverpool next weekend <laughs>
1: Yo, are you worried? Would you say you're worried?
0: Hell uh, no, originally? I'm not worried at all. Look, <laughs> th- I think look, you need to be. It's, I I think I think Chelsea Chelsea played very well going forward. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the problem is the defense. I I think I think that Conte is getting a little bit old. I think Jorginho does not... He, he's a good he's a good deep-lying playmaker. He can screen very good passes going forward, but I think that that midfield is where they're a little bit thin, and if you can get beyond Conti, which I don't think is a problem at this point, I think that they haven't organized their defense just well enough to overcome Salah, Mane, and Firmino. I think that that's the problem. Um...
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, Zuma had a really good game. But he did. He's also someone. He's also someone who, who is renowned for picking up an injury. Uh, um, I don't know if uh, Thiago Silva is going to be back for the Liverpool game. It'd be interesting if he if he is. Who he replaces? Does he replace Christiansen, who was solid but but unremarkable, or do you replace Zuma, who can be? Uh, anonymous sometimes when he when he <laughs> goes forward so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go but i think it's it's the two best teams in the league uh, coming to blows
0: i think i think it is and i think that um and i'll even i'll even go about quoting you mags i think that uh i think that liverpool are playing chelsea at the perfect time you know this team is just starting to gel they, they, haven't, um, they haven't really been tested against a big team altogether, all of them, uh, because they do have a lot of new, fresh faces. And um, I think that Liverpool doesn't have to... They don't... What's, what will be the best way of saying this, Max. Liverpool kind of know what Chelsea's all about, whereas I think that Leeds definitely caught them off guard. Um, Leeds gave them a lot of different looks.
1: I mean that that's fair to say but you've also got to uh, remember that that uh, Liverpool looked uh they looked weak in defense now mm-hmm. this is we we spoke about it over the weekend how uh this Liverpool team usually have one of the strongest defenses in the Premier League and and they yep. really are very very structured but against Leeds they were they were ripped apart and yep. uh, having having a, the the very best center back in in the world uh, is not any good if he hasn't got the support around him. And, and they certainly, right. certainly didn't have that uh, against Leeds. So if that defense comes and they're facing a, a much stronger attacking lineup than, than Leeds had, um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. We could see another another almost American football score uh, <laughs> with, with the game. <laughs> it's like 10 goals each.
0: Well, I, I think that... Um... And, 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 and I think that you, you and I are not going to agree. On, on this particular game, and that's perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I think that um, the perfect blueprint is at probably actually, to be perfectly honest with you, is probably close to that five-three that we saw at the end of, of last season. <laughs> I think that I think that Liverpool have just enough firepower and talent to really to to really <laughs> you know make Chelsea hurt, but I think that Chelsea are just as much going to be willing to give it back. Now, who's going to score five and who's going to score three? I have no idea. This could go. either. Either way, this is a titanic heavyweight fight, and I'm so looking forward to this.
1: But with games like this, though, when you get so much harp, um, there's so many times that they end nil nil because. Don't do this, Mags. Both teams (laughs) cancel each other out. (laughs) So that's that's absolutely a possibility. Yeah,
0: it it could be 1 1, and we all walk away just like, what happened? right like why how um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah that is the marquee matchup this weekend ladies and gentlemen is liverpool versus chelsea that'll be on sunday um so make sure to tune into that one we've got a bunch of big games coming up this weekend well, uh,
1: the marquee matchup is on sunday is leicester v burnley quite clearly uh, <laughs> although we'll be covering that uh midweek next week obviously because it's uh, it's on later on in, in sunday evening
0: Yes, we'll, we'll have three games to cover uh, midweek next week. I guess you'll be probably listening to this episode or watching this episode here on YouTube, by the way. Make sure to hit that uh, subscribe button, hit the bell to, to get notifications, and that little thumbs up like button. Keep it, keep yeah, it classy, and guys. Leave a comment below. Yeah, leave a comment below. We want to hear from you. Uh, we've do. had some strange comments recently, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so strange, so, so strange. <laughs>
0: um yeah no uh we'll, we'll give you a chance to talk about burnley here in a minute that's gonna be your premier league debut so we, i've definitely set made sure we set aside some time to talk about that um saturday's matchups here we've got everton versus west brom um kicking things off uh lee followed by leeds united versus fulham uh Manchester United also making their debut, uh, for the premier league, uh, versus crystal palace, um, and Arsenal West Ham, uh, also on Saturday. Uh, so a little bit of a a London derby right there. That'll be, that'll be fun times. Um, fully expect Arsenal to, to really give, uh, West Ham a hard, hard time. Um, so that, that one's not going to be pretty folks. Um, Southampton versus Tottenham on Sunday, which should be tactically interesting, I think. Uh, So if you're a a fan of tactics, that'll be a lot of fun. Newcastle versus Brighton. Uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool is the headliner for Sunday. And uh, if you want to stick around and watch Burnley play Leicester later on, that's fine too. Uh, So
1: salty. So salty. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) <laughs> um, Aston Villa plays uh, Sheffield United on Monday, and uh, Wolves versus City on Monday as well. Later on in the afternoon, um, that should be a very fascinating game. Mag's Wolves City,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's City's first game as well in, in in the season, so it'll be interesting to to see if they hit the ground running um, against a a, a a Wolves team that could very easily tear them to pieces yeah well
0: ironically what's weird is like wolves literally hunt in packs as, as far as uh, as far as they're on the pitch play and it's kind of scary like once that once they start the hunt it's it's on and uh, city is not known as as for being like a very um um they can they can spring forward very fast, but they, they like to take their time with things. I think Wolves might surprise them here in this Premier League uh, opening fixture for City. Um, go, go ahead and talk to me about Leicester and, and Burnley because I, I I do want to know what your thoughts are um, as a local man, a man of the people. Um, what do you expect for for your 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 Burnley side here uh, against Leicester?
1: I always start the season very worried for Burnley. Um, and this season is going to be no different. We've not, we've been very, very quiet in the transfer window. The only real rumours are, are players leaving. We've lost Hendrik, which is a, which is a big loss. It's this talk that we may be losing uh, Tarkovsky to West Ham, which I think is uh, a downward move for 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 the player, but I can understand mm-hmm. his reasoning. He wants to he wants to kind of force his way into that England side, and unfortunately, Burnley's is not um, a team that 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 England come to watch. It, it, it is going to to get more eyes on him in London. I understand that. Uh, so we we're also facing a Leicester side that. That put three ball the three goals against West Brom, so they they'll be they'll be harped after that. Maybe not so much off off the performance, but they've also got James Madison coming back. Uh, he he showed up for the last fifteen minutes of the game against West Brom, so it's likely that he'll he'll start, so he'll he'll shore up that midfield, and 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 yeah, I'm I'm, I'm worried. I always start worried um, if Chris Wood can 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 hit the ground running in terms of, of of goals, uh if if the Burnley's defense can hold out, if we can keep out of Tart. Uh we, we may do okay. Uh but um, I, I expect a Leicester win, to be fair.
0: Let me give you some interesting stats to hope and to to hopefully brighten up your day here a little bit, Mags. <laughs> uh Burnley did win last time out against Leicester. Okay. Yes they did. Uh, so I think that, that that's good news. Um, and Leicester, uh, according to Google, Leicester have only won both of their first two games to a Premier League season twice before, in 1997-98, and their title-winning season in 2015-2016. So not a good record as far as winning two games in a row. I think that, uh, statistically speaking, uh, there are some some bright sides here for Burnley. How, do, uh, how does Burnley beat Leicester?
1: Burnley beat Leicester the way that they beat most of the teams last season. And it's having a defence that is solid, uh, that having uh, no nonsense. I mean, we're never going to be the flair team. We're never going to have uh, the, the players that, that, uh, that are very tricky. We are just a hardworking, uh, hard-tackling team. Uh, we're a throwback. We're a throwback to the teams of the the 70s and the 80s. Uh, and I think if we can bully uh, Leicester and kind of throw them uh, off the game, kind of uh, get those uh, flair players that they have, the likes of Harvey Barnes, and and kind of uh, show me uh, a couple of hard tackles, uh, kind of worry him a little bit. That's that's where we'll thrive, and then we can we can uh, get the ball to the likes of Wood. And hopefully, nick a, nick a goal or two. Um, the thing with being a Burnley fan is that we we are always on the kind of um, the thought that this is an amazing ride. We we are a team that have gone from the hearts of football uh, being being one of the most dominant teams in in the league to being minutes away from being out of the league uh we've we've gone through every single division so we're kind of in like a, a very much an upswing with the club uh, and hopefully it continues we've, we've we've kind of settled into um being a, a mid-table force with with the league uh, mm-hmm. the the issue that i have with Burnley and the issue that i've had for a long time with Burnley is is the fact that we 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 can't keep up with the teams around us in terms of transfers. We always have to be kind of lucky that it, in picking up uh, a young, hungry player from the lower divisions and making something out of them uh, and then kind of being a selling club almost. We've seen that with a lot of our, uh, our defenders, the likes of Keane uh, all kind of like going, uh, coming to Burnley, making a, making a big name for themselves and then going off and, um, so if we can pick up at least a couple of signings, I mean, I don't think we'll have enough time to to get them in before the game. But for for the season in general, if we can pick up a, a couple of decent signings, uh, kind of uh, plug some of the gaps that we've got in in our in our squad. Now that we need a couple more defenders uh, because our defensive uh, lineup is very threadbare if we pick up an injury or two. We're going to be very, very vulnerable Um, and some attacking midfielders uh, along the likes of of Hendrick. And we we should be there or thereabouts again in terms of of mid-table. But I I think we're going to struggle in terms of challenging for European places.
0: Well, I I will say to your credit, yes. I I think that maybe that's something that, that West Brom could have done better. If anything else, is to be more physical against Leicester. I, I think that, uh, I think that that was something that they poorly missed. I think that Burnley could definitely bully Leicester, um, all, all day. Um, and I'm hoping that that happens for you. I, I really do. Because you're going to need something to cheer you up after Chelsea loses.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, I have no fight in the dog with, with, uh, with, uh, with Chelsea. It's just oh. my, my, my son supports Chelsea and, and I, I know that you, uh, you're a, a die-hard Liverpool fan, so I just like to I like to rag on you a little bit.
0: Oh, I know you do. I'm just teasing. Come on, <laughs> uh, all, all all love Mags. You and you and me here. We we, we work as a team. Um, they do. Mags, uh, you introduced an awesome awesome segment last week. Uh, top bins and. Um, Player of the day or player of the show, I guess. So, top bins of the show, which is our, our, our goal of the show, and yeah. um, and, and then player, uh, uh, player of the show. Um, who do you have uh, as your player of the show, Mags?
1: Ooh. I think I'm gonna go with I've got to go with Alan. I think he absolutely for someone who has come to a club, I mean, we spoke about Havertz and uh, not having the very best of debuts. Mm. Alan had a superb debut. He, he made Everton a force against uh, Tottenham. He dictated the, the positioning of the players. He, 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 he controlled the game. It's as simple and clear as that. He, the players worked so much better as a unit, having that, that, um, that leader on the pitch. And he certainly was that. Um, so I think now, my player of of the show it has to be Allen. I think he did so so well, and if that's what he can do in his first match, I dread to think what he's going to do ten, fifteen matches uh, down the line.
0: I I absolutely love that pick. Um, I think that he he was in the perfect position. He's right there at the at the base of the midfield. He's cleaning things yeah. up. He he is he he is quite the player. I, I really, really like Allen, um, and I'm jealous that he's at Everton. Um, he he's he's going to be very, very good, and I think that's a very good pick, Mags. Um, I'm also going to go with an Evertonian, believe it or not. I'm actually going to go with Jaimez Rodriguez. Uh, he he was uh, he had a pretty nice debut. It, it wasn't full of all sorts of excitement, but what I saw here and and why I picked him as my player of the week is just the amount of promise that I saw out of his play. Uh, and he uh, he was so passionate. Like like I I could actually kind of see the same passion that he has for when he played uh out of his skin a couple of world cups ago for Colombia. I I I I think I, I, yeah, top scorer. I think that he um, he's with the right manager now. He's at the right club. I think that Carl Ancelotti knows how to use him. And he was so busy uh, just making things happen and pulling the strings for Everton. Uh, right in front of the midfield and also on the wing, he was so flexible and... Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do for Everton this year. Um, and I think it makes a big difference. I, I think that while he wasn't he, he wasn't scoring or assisting, I think that he still made a big difference for that Everton side going forward and keeping Tottenham as busy and pressed um, as they were. So I'm going to go with James Rodriguez.
1: It's a great pick. And one thing that really kind of uh, stood out for me against Rodriguez is how strong he was on the ball. For someone who's... Uh, who's ca- Kind of small and mm. kind of fast. You'd think he'd be able to be bullied off the ball a lot more, but no, he, he was the one doing the bullying. Um, yeah, he's it's a, it's a great pick. And again, it, it's it's going to be exciting watching Everton because those three transfers that they made, made a massive impact uh, with the likes of Deco, uh Allen and Rodriguez. Um, and you compare them with the Tottenham transfers who... who who didn't really do a lot? Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a great day for Everton.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, th- so I guess that's a, that's our player. Uh, we, so we got our players of the week. Two two Evertonians. Who would have thought about it? Um, <laughs> top bins, Mag. That
1: that that must stick in your craw. The fact that two <laughs> Evertonians have got the plays
0: of the week. <laughs> you know what? I'm not that mad about it. I, I wish I could say I was, but I'm not that mad about it. Um, I really, really loved what I saw it, 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 happening at Everton, and um, you know, it, it wasn't Manchester United. If it was, if it was that, I would really hate it. But I mean, it, it was Everton, and uh, credit where credits due. They they played wonderfully against uh, Spurs. Um, but yeah, uh, top bins, Mags, who, who, what was your goal uh, of the episode?
1: Okay, so I'm I'm actually tied between a couple. I really liked uh, Castagna's goal. I thought it was well-worked and a, a really classy header from, from the left back. Um, but I think I'm going to go with... Brighton's goal against Chelsea uh, from Trossard, um, mm. it was it was a a well taken curl to to beat and a very sure keeper in, in Kepa, uh, but the distance that the, the uh, Trossard had to make up in that shot uh, and the fact that he had he got it got st- perfectly in the corner, in the gap where he, he knew that uh, Kepa wouldn't be able to reach it. I thought it was a very classy goal. So I'm going to go with Troussard uh, against Chelsea.
0: You know what? That's, that's a brilliant pick. And um, I actually was going to pick that goal as well. Um, when, <laughs> yeah, I, when I first... Well, yeah, absolutely. When I first saw that goal, I was like, oh, my God, that has to be it. Like, that's like I got so excited uh, for Brighton fans. I was like, this is what we needed, guys. This is what we needed ahead of Sunday. <laughs> um, I will go, actually, slightly different, and you're going to get a big kick out of this. I'm actually going with the goal that immediately followed that two minutes later by Reese I mean, James. I mean, I expected it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It
1: was a quality goal. It really, really was.
0: It was a surprising goal. Like I did not expect it at all. And then when it when it made flight, I was like, "Oh, this is going in." Um, and it was beautifully taken. Rhys James. A lot has been made of him. Uh, quite a good quality young player for Chelsea. And I'm glad to see that he's picking up some minutes.
1: Yep, and it, you 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 quickly establishing a pattern with your goal picks because the the last show you picked. Uh, Salah and he mm. hit a goal very very similar to to uh Reece James's. So I think you're a, a 25-yard screamer kind of person.
0: Well, you you got to remember like I I grew up on on like Steven Gerrard, right? Like <laughs> like like that man could hit a screamer from from distance and, and it was it was beautiful, right? I I almost picked out um Everton's goal that would that would have been maybe a, a third runner up, but yeah, Troussard's he yeah, Troussard's goal was beautiful. That that's a that's a very, very close second to Reese James's goal and um yeah, both are both are quality. Um Absolutely we had some action on twitter mag so before we go let's 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 Ooh. talk to some folks um we had um we had posted here we got a new radio techers recording here tonight we want to hear from you what was your favorite go- uh, game or goal from the week and who was your player of the week uh, so we'll just quickly run by these here um at carbon underscore robert on twitter uh said uh, the less said about tottenham's performance the better uh mags
1: I agree. I agree, and it. This is just not the Tottenham that we that we used to. Uh, over the last four or five years, they've been they've been top four, top six teams, and this this was a a mid a mid table team, and they got torn apart by a very good Everton side.
0: Yeah, I, I still think that there's a lot of miles left for Tottenham before we d- d- discredit them, um, but uh, yeah, they they looked like they got utterly dominated by Everton, uh, despite the scoreline. It was a dogfight, which I loved. Like It was the complete opposite of um, Everton, not Everton, um, Liverpool and um, Leeds. Uh, before it, it was more of a defensive uh, masterclass of a game, um, but yeah... Uh, <clears throat> I, I really don't have much to say about uh, Tottenham's performance. I think that it could have been uh, miles better than what it was. Um,
1: yeah, well, uh, up to the the time when the Tottenham game happened, there'd been 12 teams that had played, and uh, Tottenham were the, the worst. They were 12th in interceptions. They were 12th in... Uh, Possession, uh, possessions, won so that's like winning tackles uh, and attempted tackles. They were only they were eleventh, so they they just didn't show up at the races. They just didn't look like they were interested in the game.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, At IWGP Chris BFC on Twitter, uh, Chris says, "A great team,
1: does Chris." (laughs)
0: <laughs> Burnley men, of course. Um, let me see here. Uh, Favorite goal has to be James versus Brighton.
1: Yeah, he agrees with you. Uh, and yeah. I think if it wasn't for the, for the Troussard goal, I think I would have probably picked that game. That goal. It was mm-hmm. a, a very, a very good shot. I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm, you can't not enjoy a 25 yard power, sh- uh, power shot. But I just mm. I just like the quality of uh, of Trissard's finish.
0: I might just have to like pull up a YouTube video here after we're done of like Lampard and Gerrard and Skull's <laughs> goals of just them just smashing it from like super far out. That just always makes my day. Um, he also said Jeff Hendrick player of the week. A controversial pick here for you, Mags. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a Burnley fan like me. Um, he, I, I don't know how upset he was about Jeff Hendrick leaving. I mean, I, I was kind of pissed with it because of mm. the way that that Jeff said that it, Newcastle is a step up and I don't believe that they actually are. Uh, but yeah, he, he played well. I don't think he was the best player of the week i think he wasn't even the, really the best player in that match i think callum Wilson <sighs> did a lot more in that match than, than jeff hendrick did yep. but fair play to hendrick he scored and made an assist on the same game which is something he's, he's never done before um so i i can see why he's picked him i just i wouldn't have picked him
0: mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah good good stuff there thank you chris uh and, and uh and thank you robert of course um, uh, Rob on Twitter at UTT Rob, um, <laughs> uh, Rob says, how about a section on the, uh, disgrace that is I follow. I'm I, I'm not sure if I follow, what is I follow Mags?
1: Rap. Right. So as you know, the, there are no fans in the, in the stadiums. Uh-huh. Uh, so I follow is the, uh, English football leagues app for being able to watch the matches. Mm. Uh, not, not a for the Premiership, for the leagues below it. Uh, mm. And, yeah, the it's not been going good. People <laughs> uh, are not able to log in. I think what? there was an update not long ago, and, yeah, it just doesn't recognize people's uh, login details. I think the, the streams have been absolutely poor quality. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's not been good at all, uh, and a lot of people are getting very, very pissy about it.
0: Well, that's definitely not good. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm I. Uh, I hope that they get that fixed because that is not cool at all. Um, no,
1: especially when it's the official app of of the league. Uh, and it's it's terrible. It really, really is terrible.
0: Mm. Do your job. I follow. Make it better. <laughs> um. Let me see here. So thank you, Rob, for your inquiry. Um. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg at D D T archives on Twitter says thoughts on the new look Everton. Can they make some noise in the premier league this season? Uh, I think it's quite clear from our feelings here, Mags. I, I think that they could be competing for, uh, perhaps a Europa league spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, this team, this is a team that finished 12th, the worst finish in, I think it was 2003, 2004. Um, they, they desperately needed to do something because the they were they were not the team that that we expect from from the likes of Everton. I mean, historically they've been pushing Liverpool to be the the best team across the, across Stanley Park, and we just haven't seen that in the last uh, the last decade or so. I think the the signings that they've met have been very very astute. They've improved on every single level uh, of the midfield. Um, And if those three players can help get the best out of our Dominic Calvert Lewin, yeah, I think it's going to be fun watching Everton this season.
0: Well, and you have a total mastermind in Carlo Ancelotti, and that man should not be ever discounted, ever, ever, ever. Uh, Multiple league titles, uh, multiple Champions League titles. Um, That man is absolutely brilliant as a a tactician and as a manager. I think he's going to know how to get the best out of his players. And, uh, yeah, Everton are certainly a scary proposition for any team uh, this year, I think. Um, Mags, is there anything else that we need to talk about here today?
1: No, I think we've uh, we've covered the the whole gamut of uh, this week's Premier League uh, start. Uh, it's been a very very fun start. I think there were a total of seventeen goals over of, uh, of the the eight matches, which is which is a great start to the league. Yeah. Um, let's see where week two takes us.
0: Exactly. Uh, Let's see where week two takes us. I'm very excited. Mags, I know you're very excited. Uh, Make sure, everybody, uh, to follow us uh, on Twitter at Radio Techers. R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Make sure to give us a follow there. And uh, While you're at it, since you're listening to this episode, if you haven't done so already, what what are you waiting for? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever. Um, Make sure also Please, please, please! If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to Shooting the Sports ish. It's our network here, uh, with with us, uh, with our good friend Tony, uh, who's uh, the the mastermind of this. Here, the Carlo Ancelotti of Shooting the Sports ish. Um, he, Definitely
1: he's... not the Jose ha! <laughs>
0: Um, he's definitely uh, working hard each and every day to make sure that we've got great content for you. So we've got, whether you're a fan of uh, Premier League and you're listening to Radio Techers, obviously, or if you are um, checking out uh, things like Raw Views or uh, Takes on Stakes, um you know uh what 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 is the the, the basketball uh show that he does it's a uh, what hoop, hoop, there, there, there it is, is. <laughs> yeah that's that's a, that's that's quite a, a cute name um and then um <laughs> and then the the NFL show that that's available um NFL not football NFL show that's available here um that 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 anthony does that one's great as well um i just had to do a little bit of trolling i'm sorry i think it's
1: called quick
0: yeah quick Slants. yes Um, So make sure you get a lot of great sports coverage here. Um, So if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, hello, make sure to subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. (laughs) Thank you, Mags, waving at the camera. Yeah, pointing down. Hit hit those notifications and that thumbs up there, as Mags is doing there. Look, Mags did it all for you. Just follow what Mags just did. Hit that rewind button 10 seconds, and he's got you. He's got you covered. Uh, <laughs> but yes, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe on YouTube for shooting the sports ish. It's all great stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again uh, on Monday. We'll, we'll give you a recap of uh, Chelsea and Liverpool. And i uh, I might be super sad or I might be super happy. We'll figure out what happens then. Um, but yeah, we'll, so we'll.
1: It may be the last episode of Radio Techers. <laughs> if, if Chelsea absolutely whipped the living piss out of Liverpool, we may not have an episode on Monday. It
0: just may be me just like this the entire time, just like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um but yeah. Um yeah I appreciate uh everybody tuning in, where whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you for listening to us. I'm again the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me, Sir Mads Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. <laughs>